0: It's it's kind of weird living in a sort of bubble and then going to lessons and then not being in the bubble. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Today I had to walk out of class because my lecturer was like, "Oh, I don't believe in safe spaces and I don't believe in." Um, I I think that any of these things, you're reducing my free speech. You're reducing my. You're you're censoring me and all that kind of stuff. Um, Um, There couldn't have been more like, yikes, expressions going on. Arguing that you are losing your freedom of speech Mm. because you can't use offensive language in Mm. a play, that is not something that you should be allowed to use in the first place. Like, if, Mm. if your first thought is, I can't use a word that causes offense, then you shouldn't be allowed access to those words in the first place
1: those words don't belong to you if they're if they're not your words you shouldn't be able to use them
0: yeah
1: i know i feel like one like as a queer person i can't come from obviously i can't come from a standards like a person of color because i'm not but as a queer person it goes beyond political it's not my political views that they're attacking it's me if you're listening to this
0: podcast, I guess, and you were... I don't know if you would continue listening to this podcast after the first one, when we literally just went, we're not for you, but... We we are taking a very, like, um, political stance in this. I think Stevie said, after we finished recording last week, should we have been more clear about our political standing? And I was like, well, yeah, Yeah, no, we're pretty clear, clear, but this is what our political standing is, and I don't think we're gonna hide that, because... We do believe in safe spaces and we do believe in content warnings and we do believe in these things. And if we say something that is offensive to someone, we will genuinely try to, to apologize for that because we, our intent is to not offend anyone. Especially, we're talking a lot about religion this episode and mm. um, we are not trying to uh, criticize religion per se or Christianity per se or um, we also talked about um, Islam so I think that's really important to note, is we're not criticising religion, but, as there is always yeah. a but, we believe that um, certain people need to be protected more than other people, especially mm. people who have not had this privilege before. And so we'll be taking um, more care to be not offensive around people who have not had this courtesy, courtesy extended. extended to them before <laughs> mm. yeah First of all we're going to apologize for the sound quality of the last episode because I was speaking far far too quietly even though in real life I shout a lot um <laughs> and yeah we had a lot of time I yeah it was a lot of effort on Jade's part in trying to make it sound at least listenable so hopefully mm. this time it will be slightly less hard to listen to I'm going to be speaking more clearly into the mic, and I'm leaning forwards, and the levels are up. Hopefully that'll do something.
1: Um, we know you'll miss that white noise sound, but oh, still. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you know,
0: that nice, nice static. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Jade is just quietly <laughs> laughing in
1: my corner,
0: like, R.I.P. me. <laughs> um, second, um, I did set homework at the l- end of the last episode, which was to read the first three chapters. Um, this is not obligatory, Bugertree? Or even like
1: necessary. Or We're necessary. Just, it's like a fun... Yeah. You could also fun. be like, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Fun, fun. <laughs> I super enjoyed it. Like, I was like, this is mm. going to be kind of dry. I super enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, yeah, so uh, you don't have to do it. You can if you want. It, I I think it might be nice if you've always looked for an excuse to read it, now's mm. your chance. Um, mm. And you can get some of the uh in jokes maybe. And We're gonna explain. Talk, and
1: please talk to us about it as well. Talk to us about your ideas. Yeah, <laughs>
0: like if if we've missed anything or if you think that something was interesting mm. and we didn't cover it, then yeah, just tweet us or email us or anything. At us. At us. <laughs> as the kids say. <laughs> uh Lame Podcast, Twitter. At yeah. Anyway. At
1: Slame Mis- At Mis- Lamez <laughs> yeah, Podcast. Cool.
0: Um so this is Bread and Barricades, a layman's podcast about how some old French dude wrote about a man riding a donkey into the mountains in 1862. Um, this is Nemo, your moderator and donkey
1: enthusiast. <laughs> this is Grace, your primary researcher and even more of a donkey enthusiast. Don't take my spotlight. Like.
2: This is Stevie, your secondary source researcher donkeys
0: didn't come up and what I looked into, so I'm like, ooh, donkeys! Fairly ambivalent about donkeys! (laughs) And I've already forgotten Nemo, they, them. Oh, Grace they, them. Stevie, she. Yeah. Uh, She.
1: That's
0: what, yeah. Um, For this episode, we're going to be talking about the first three chapters, and a lot of people know that Les Mises is about um, Jean Valjean, and it's about this criminal who runs away from this police guy, and then he with has a, with some bread, with bread. and uh, there's a little blonde girl, and then some woman dies, and then um, Hathaway sings a really song sad song, and blah blah blah. But if you try and read the brick, a lot of people say I couldn't, I couldn't get any further because this one guy. Bishop Muriel is there, who and who the hell is he? Who the know, hell hell is he? Like um, and for reference in the film, he's there for like uh, twenty seconds. no, about a minute, two minutes. Yeah. He's he's the <laughs> he guy at the beginning. Sticks. He's got some candlesticks, and then he's Passing like, "You're free to go." Mm. Um, and it changes Jean Valjean's life immensely. It's the you know it's the turning point I was of his you life. To say that it
1: really brings light into his life
0: haha <laughs> candles <laughs> it's a theme it's a theme it is a theme, it is a theme. um a theme. I really love Muriel and uh I know that Grace loves Muriel now too um I hope that Stevie learns to love Muriel <laughs> he's not just goody two-shoes that is like oh you know have these candlesticks and go and be a Christian now because that changes your life he is a a human, he's a genuine human mm. you basically get a birth to death recount of Bishop Muriel's <laughs> life. So yes, this episode we're going to be talking about a lot about Bishop Muriel. Um probably not in a lot else because he he's gonna be here for a while. He he's gonna be well, in a lot we're of in chapters. In. For, for the long chapter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Settle in yeah. Settle in for some Bishop mm. Muriel love. You're good that, good that, that good Priest wholesome
1: boy. Yeah. That good wholesome stuff.
2: Here's a pro tip before we start for your journey into researching, if that is something you're going to do. Uh, so this doesn't apply only to this. Uh, this is also useful if you're going into university. Uh, can I say J
0: Store? Yeah, you can say J Store. <laughs> so
2: the shop of J. Sometimes you know, you know, there is a source out there. You know, it is going to like make or break everything that you are doing. You search it up, and you're like, oh my god, it's there. I can't believe this, the start it's of the, a line.
1: It's like the the like missing link equivalent of after the <laughs> You're like, oh! <laughs>
2: and then you see it there, and you're like, oh my god. You thought. <laughs> you thought your institution was going to pay for you to read this source?
0: <laughs> for- <laughs> Why did you even come
2: here? But... Not all is lost, and it took me a while to realize this. But you'll, especially JSTOR, am not sure about other, uh archive websites. You'll notice a lot of reviews of those books, and I spent a long time being like, "How dare you taunt me?" With <laughs> I'm so close,
1: but the re- is only the reviews. But the apple hangs in front of you. You just cannot reach. You are yeah. so
2: close, but you're not quite there. You're wrong. You are there. So here is why, reviews like lit, like from legitimate sources are like mmm, m- m- delicious <laughs> A a lot of the time they'll actually have a full like paragraph in quotes from the thing. They've already given you the book number, the the page number, they've done your bibliography for you. That and- <laughs> full
1: MLE's referencing. <laughs>
2: When that is all you can get, that's, like, life-changing. Like, I can break this up into, like, three quotes. I don't even need to read the book. (laughs) (laughs) And B, critics hate each other.
0: (laughs) Yeah, they super do.
2: So, like, not only are you getting a summary of what you were trying to read, so you don't even have to, like, bother with the whole thing, sometimes you're getting the quotes from the thing. You get to have a fight about the thing. So you're not even... you're, You're talking about... Someone's opinion about their... Someone else's opinion about the thing you're writing about. about. (laughs) Inception opinions. It's so good. Please, if, like, if you come across reviews that are, like, I don't know, like, Goodreads or blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, especially if you're on JSTOR and you see reviews, multiple reviews, oh, they're all fighting each other. It's so good. (laughs) And then there's a chance that there are multiple quotes. So many quotes. That has saved me so many times. And on that note... Guess, guess what I had to delve into? Hey, hey Stevie, when's the library going to be open? The library's open now! But it wasn't open, but somebody's somebody's reviews are open. Yeah. So what I was after was characters and meaning in the novels of Victor Hugo by Isabel Roach. Unfortunately, it was not... I didn't look very hard, I can't lie. I didn't look very hard. It wasn't in the first page of JSTOR, and oh, I was like, yeah, okay, well, today. Instead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. instead, I've got a review by Lawrence Porter, uh, which was in the, within the French review, saying that her brief discussion of Bishop Muriel omits salient traits and commits serious errors of fact. She overlooks the essential role of chance in Hugo's employment and his explicit notation of places of intermediary... <laughs> That's the motivations of oh, Muriel's conversion. That, say that inter, word again. What
0: was that word? Inter in. Know, my writing is bad.
2: In. Inter. Is that a D? I N D. Indeterminary.
0: Indeterminate. Oh, okay. Well, what? I thought you were saying itinerary, yeah. and I was.
2: Like, I didn't know what I was trying to say, <laughs> but I was really just going to power through that okay. word. Yeah, no,
1: I wanted to clarify that one.
2: Um, I don't really know what that bit means but that she doesn't get into the motivations for Muriel's conversion.
1: Which, to be fair, it's an interesting thing. Like, it was one of the bits that, like, really leapt out to me because the whole way, the idea is that, um, Ma- um Muriel? 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 Muriel. let's say Muriel. Let's decide <laughs> let's for now on Muriel. Um, like, he is born as the son of an aristocrat in the time before revolutionary france is a revolutionary thing <laughs> which is you know not a super great ideal to the time to be like an aristocrat in france and um, so he emigrates to italy with his wife because he's trying to escape the persecution of the super rich people um and there's this paragraph which is like the coolest the coolest thing because it's Victor Hugo basically just suddenly turns into an orator and it's like just a full sentence of just rhetorical questions. And it's just, it's like, I'm not going to give you this information, but I'm just going to, like, you can imagine how terrible this was. Like, you can imagine how he's feeling. It's it's things like, I mean... Can I
0: clarify first that orator means...
1: the, The context in which I meant it is like more in the sort of classical style of writing where um like writing would have been anything that was written would have originally have been spoken so the way that if you read like an epic poem something like along the lines of like the Iliad etc (laughs) etc like though the style in which it would have is written is for speech because that's how stories were told or like in that way so it's it goes into sort of that style of of writing it's you know it's it's entreating the the audience to to think about what he's going through rather than like painstakingly detailing exactly the sufferings that made this (laughs) character develop in such a way because that wouldn't have been interesting to listen to Mm. probably wouldn't have been interesting to read but it's things like um so his wife dies after immediately after he goes into italy which is like dead woman number 1 of book and it's on the first page like i'm going to keep be keeping account of those um, he goes what happens after this to um, Monseigneur Muriel?
0: french english <laughs> french,
1: yeah. i don't know how to pronounce that like frenchly i don't like miriel miriel yes. what happened after this to Monseigneur Muriel? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, did the, like, the super cool bit, my favorite bit, is like, it's like, did the collapse of the old French social order, the downfall of his own family, the tragic events of 93, perhaps even more fearful to an émigré witnessing them from a distance. So he, I'm assuming that émigré is, like, someone who, like, the colloquial French term for someone who emigrated from the country, like, at that time, um... Inspire him in his thoughts of renunciation and solitude. So it's like the way that it's literally, it's like, just think about the things that he would be seeing and like the powerlessness that he would be feeling and that about literally seeing his country falling to bits around him. But yeah, that
0: was... I mean, again, Victor Hugo and emigration and having to leave your country behind and... uh, Victor Hugo was exiled... Um, when he was writing Les Mis, Victor Hugo had been exiled from France. So any kind of talking about, mm. um, what does it feel to be an exile from your own country? Well, let me tell you. Mm. It's like, oh, well, he's been kicked out of his country because his views don't ally with the all-powerful leaders and he has to escape from them. And mm. so a lot of reference in this to street names and to people and stuff like that is it's mostly outdated knowledge that he had to, like... Mm. Ask one of his friends to sort of send a letter like So he would be like Oh so I'm trying to write it down on the street Can you just go and check if it was there (laughs) So like manual Google Maps And the guy would like Go to the street and be like Nope sorry it's not there anymore it's demolished now It's a cafe and he would be like Oh well then you'd write it into the book and be like, "It's not there anymore because I'm such an old man and I had to be exiled." <laughs> but when it was existing, it was great. Um, so yeah, um. this guy's the worst. <laughs> I love it. <him. laughs> but so he
2: left a lot of the to rhetorical like you that, fill in these blanks.
1: Yeah, that bit especially like mm-hmm. I didn't super notice it lots later on. But like I was like write I was writing notes and I was like, "Whoa!" Like like <laughs> epic style, you know? Mm-hmm. But like. That bit really stuck out for me because it's quite a powerful
0: It's like he had one writing course about, you know, your imagination is much more vivid than writing it down. And then you went, but I really like the sewers, though. Yeah,
1: (laughs) but I've got so many good opinions. Everyone else's (laughs) opinions is worse
0: than mine. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Can I say how he becomes bishop? Mm Because that is also great. (laughs) Like, um, when he comes back from Italy at the time of... Napoleon's coronation he needs to go into Paris on like parish business he needs to go in on this cardinal who is the uncle to Napoleon yeah so while he's waiting to talk to this uncle of Napoleon cardinal Napoleon himself walks <laughs> in and um, so Mar- like Muriel is just like staring at him just like oh yeah it's Napoleon over there yeah and like Napoleon like looks at him and literally calls him out and he's like why are you staring at me like what is it he says who is this gentleman who is staring at me <laughs> and um my being the like bold as brass asshole thing, <laughs> he literally just goes sire you are looking at a plain man and i am looking at a great man each of us may benefit. Like, he, literally, <laughs> he literally, just looking straight up, says that to Napoleon, who is just, just coronated as emperor. <laughs> like, that evening, um, Napoleon talks to this cardinal, and shortly afterwards, Monsignor uh, Muriel learned his great surpa- surprise that he had been appointed bishop. <laughs>
2: What is napoleon
1: up to that shady boy he's a plot device he's gonna move it along (laughs) i'm sorry like i'm pretty sure that napoleon just saw someone as equally short as him (laughs) because there is a lot of emphasis on the fact that muriel is short like there's this bit which is like um he was good looking, although of small stature, Aww. elegant, graceful and entertaining. I love him. He's so little. cute.
2: <laughs> it was only after I'd done my evening research that I was like, mm, maybe I should have just looked into like, what was going on with Christianity at the time?
1: <laughs> so,
0: I don't think Christianity is important in layman. I'm joking. <laughs> so <right. laughs> Well.
1: No, I was just laughing because literally like the first line. In the year 1815, Monseigneur Charles-François Bonvenu Myriel was the Bishop of Dines. The, the first line is literally, this old man, Christianity, France. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: And I was just like, yeah, that's, that's all I needed, really. <laughs>
0: like, but, uh, uh, um, so when I was thinking about this, there's um, one fan fiction that i really like, <laughs> I'll try and find it where he was an imam. Um, so, mm. Muslim. And it was really interesting. Um, I can't remember who said it the other day. When someone was adapting a classic play um, with Christianity in it, so a character had to um, blasphemise against God. But in the modern retelling, it was like, it would be God damn it. Which, you know, which for us is nothing. nothing right right now. Um, yeah, yeah. So they adapted it to the Muslim man had to spit on the Quran. And how much more effective that is to a modern audience Because you're like, the the stakes and the consequences of that in modern life is a lot more intense And so when I've been thinking about Christianity A a lot of times Mm. in these kind of things Christianity as a word or a phrase washes off of me quite Mm. a lot Because it's like
1: it's sort of the way you're raised a little bit. It's like, oh yes, so we sing like I'm not a Christian. I know you're not a Christian. You're not a Christian either. So none of you no, Christians. No, so I know I a lot. A, a lot of it lot, sort of washes lot. over, washes yeah. over us because you know you're saying hymns in, in assembly, in school, and yeah. you're like, oh, yes, and now I know the Lord's Prayer, and like it mm. probably like obviously I'm not, understating what it means to to people because I know it means like a lot a yeah. lot to people and rightfully so. But like I know for like. For, art, for me, it often sort of washes over me a little bit.
0: Mm. I, swear, I think in England as well, we have this kind of culture where it's vaguely Christian. Like, mm. all of our holidays are Christmas. Normal, and, yeah, really and so reckless. it doesn't... And we're raised in that kind of, God damn it, and mm. Jesus hell... Jesus hell? Jesus, hell. Jesus yes, Christ hell. All the time. All those kind of things, and it's, it's normal for us. Um, whereas if you saw these kind of things... If you were try if you were to treat Muslim culture this lightly in our culture, mm-hmm. it would be horrific just because you it's sort of the equivalent of what nineteenth century Christianity would have been. At least I think. Stevie yeah. you can correct well, me. Well, so right. that was
2: the thing. When I was doing my research around him and like learnt a lot of things about his character, like how much he loves the poor, how like frugal he is. So just based on that I was like, okay, well, I don't know why I didn't think about it till the end that I was like okay like, I've done a lot of study of Christianity and like this sort of vague time period maybe not necessarily France I don't even know what type of christian he is but based on what I was reading I would place my bets on protestant because of his values but then I was like is it a red herring because like not to like shit on Catholicism but here I go no I'm I'm actually not um
1: because no, but we because know about it was, the valley, lots of the yeah, it was going into
2: so much like he lives in like a cold yeah. little room or whatever that it was like mm-hmm. well, I know that that was a big thing when Catholicism versus Protestantism, Protestant mm-hmm. churches were like the more like drab ones. It's not about the riches mm-hmm. which, and it isn't just what Catholicism is about. But you've mm-hmm. got some fancy ass churches, mm-hmm. and that was like a big problem when there was these big splits. So I was like, okay, well I'd put my money. On him being Protestant, mm. but then I know there was, uh, Lutherism was sort of going around, uh, the, the Huguenots, so I, do, I was gonna ask, what, what is he?
0: I, I don't think it's mentioned, it's I'm not trying mentioned. to remember, no, the, not I can't remember him ever saying Catholic. Yeah. The, there's, there's a nunnery, if that helps, yeah. there's nunneries in both of us? Mm. Yeah. Get the two-way. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um... No, it's quite it's
2: quite interesting if he doesn't because I think especially the time he was writing, if he was Catholic, the chances are he wouldn't be the character that he is. Unless he's making a big thing of being like he's not like other priests. It, I think
1: that is what he, yeah, he, he is, is very much
0: like, I could... Well, they do criticise a lot um, the other priests mm. for being for just taking all this government money and then spending it all on feasts and stuff. So it, mm. he is a, I'm not like other priests. Yeah. So then that could... You... I could be very off base. Mm. Um, so you think he's Protestant?
2: So I w- either it's a Protestant area or he is like mm. this... Diamond in the rough of <laughs> Catholic priests at the time, mm, uh, mm. that is there's, what i
1: would say there's quite a, there's quite a lot of emphasis on the fact that the expectation is of the people, like the I don't know whether it's Hugo emphasizing how wonderful Muriel is, but there's a quite a lot of episodes where it um he does something, the people assume that it's completely for his own gain, mm. and then he goes. Well, actually, no. I'm just going to donate all this money to the poor because, Mm. and and it's not. He never goes. Yes, aren't I wonderful? For him, it it comes across very much as. What? Yeah. Why? Mm. Why would I not? Like why? Why
0: keep an eye on this kind of behaviour? Because it comes (laughs) up again at some point. (laughs)
1: Um. But there's like a super. There's a super, cool and fun hashtag bit, which is um, when he's installed as bishop. He is. Installed into a palace, like it's the bishop's palace, is where he <laughs> lives, and like there's this huge, long description of how beautiful the palace is, and leaning
2: into Catholic,
1: yeah, big time. It's like the long and magnificent gallery, and like all the portraits of the bishops who have been there before. Actually, yeah, it's a bishop. Is that not like they're related? They're with the Pope. Is that not? Oh. Oh. Yeah,
2: hashtag I thing don't Catholic- I don't know went I went to Catholic school
1: Yeah I don't oh, know I, I, Isn't Target? Bishop A specifically I'm, I'm not googling. I'm googling I'm, I am very ignorant About Christian
0: this Be- Bible. Christian Christian cler- clergy no, I don't, I It doesn't say know, Catholic Ro- Within Roman mean, Catholic that. Orthodox Anglican But not Protestant So Oh some Protestant Churches Including Lutheran Yeah there we go Have bishops Yeah. Keeping it vague Keeping it vague <laughs> muriel hey, a yeah,
2: catholic didn't, i didn't yeah. want to just look it up i was like well I'll go with what i think and yeah that's and then i thought you were going to be like oh page there's one catholic nothing. boy there's page one nothing.
1: protestant no, no, boy mm. roman catholic roman catholic so there he's just this the is very best yeah. of the catholics yeah. no it's like literally yeah it's like inscribed in letters of gold and shit and um Hugo does this thing where he, like, waxes eloquent in, like, this, like, really poetic and beautiful description about something that... And then he, like, completely wipes that out with the next thing, which is, like, one line of description, which is, like, becomes ten times more punchy by comparison. And, like, after this description of the palace, it's the hospital was na- was a narrow two-storied house with a small garden, and, like the whole thing, like, he goes to the hospital, like, and it's, they emphasize it's the third day after he becomes bishop, because he's a nerd, and, um, he goes to the hospital, meets with the director, and the director comes back to the palace, and, um, uh, Muriel is, like, oh, so, um, just asking all these, like, just, like, plain, slightly leading statements, he's, like, oh, how many, um, how many patients do you have, and there's, like, 26 patients, and there's, like, five room, tiny hospital and he's like oh yeah so um what's it like and it's like oh the beds are really close together and um also we have loads of problems when there's an epidemic and also you know um so like the wards aren't much bigger than a single room and all this and the other and it's and like Meryl is just like yeah hmm okay that sucks (laughs) and like and like at the end like it's like the bishop is silent for a few moments and then says and he's like how many beds do you think we could fit in the dining room uh. <laughs> and the director is like in the bishop's dining <laughs> and like Myril is just like there's clearly been some sort of mistake there are three people living in my house and I have this like massive this huge palace you No, know, you've got 26 people in the hospital and it's two story five rooms there's clearly been a mistake and like literally the next day he is living in the hospital and the hospital is in the palace and it's literally like he's the best
2: yeah I guess this actually leads on quite well from that, but uh, in a thing I was reading just on the priest genre uh, in the modern French novel, it's sort of detailing, like, every French mention of a priest, (laughs) um, but has, like, some specific ones of Muriel saying that, like, in this whole genre, there's practically no dominant personality exerting a guiding hand in the great problems of human destiny or in the spiritual side, except for Muriel. He represents the power of the spiritual teachings of the Sermon on the Mount in the affairs of men and society as against the ineffectiveness of law. As personified in Javert. I heard Javert, I wound out for... No, I'm joking. (laughs) Um,
0: I I didn't understand that paragraph at all.
2: So basically, in this genre, there's not really a priest who's been, I guess, well-represented... As being mm. this spiritual leader, mm. like a guiding hand to anyone, except for Muriel, mm. that he's kind of this only good, nice mm. character mm. Mm. doing these good things, and mm. oh. like
0: this genre,
2: mm.
0: uh, and and so so Muriel is. So at the end of so Javert, um, <laughs> <laughs> Javert is. The summary of the law hard and fast and Muriel is Lawful Evil. Yeah. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah. yeah. Don't don't yeah. like he is literally yeah, lawful, lawful evil. evil. Please do not. Yeah. I will fight yeah. you on this. Don't try and defend your face. I think
0: pretty much all the way until
1: Yeah, until yeah.
0: And then he yeah. character develops. Character yeah. development. Yeah. Very quickly and then Victor wimps out. And then he does. Anyway. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. Spoilers <laughs> Um So Javert being the personification of law and Muriel being the personification of goodness. Not just religion, maybe, I think this sentence is Mm. saying, because spiritual teachings...
1: No, 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 sorry, carry on.
0: I don't think Muriel tries to be a good Christian or a good Catholic. Catholic. He just wants to be a good human. He's like the antithesis of Victor Hugo. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't think... Because even right till the end, um, Jean Valjean... He isn't acting for Christianity. In the end, he's acting for Cosette, or he's acting for mm. Tine. He's also goodness. But um, this saying, like, that he
2: represents the Sermon of the Mount, that sort of comes into this, because that was Jesus Dick. being mm. like, here's some good things mm. to do. Mm. More so than, like... Well, of course, like, God things come into it, but mm. a lot of it is, like, be cool to the poor, please. <laughs> be Just be nice. Just be nice to each other. Mm. And that, I guess, he's representing this, like... That nice characterization of Jesus that, that he it gets bad rep. Yeah. He might
0: have been okay. What is Sermon of the Mount? The like stones from the mountain? No. That's
1: Angry oh. Moses. Angry, that's Angry Moses. Angry, Moses. Angry, angry First Testament God. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, so Sermon of the Mount was when Jesus, who was our good, good hippie boy, <laughs> my dad has done some things, but instead of like the Ten Commandments, which has got a lot of like vengeance, he's just like, look after the poor. It's not about like how much you have, it's what you can do. Mm-hmm. So if what you can do might not be a lot, but if that is the most that you can give, that means more in my eyes. Mm. Just be nice to each other, please. Mm. That is basically, like, the gist of it. Yeah. Muriel is Jesus, maybe? That's what the conclusion I've just brought myself to. Yeah. Discuss.
1: <laughs> Discuss. <laughs> I we get his life that. and death? You yeah. said
2: that we get his whole life.
1: We get Jesus' whole life. Well, this is the thing. It's like, I think muriel is hashtag perfect christianity through goodness i don't think he actively seeks like to be i am a good christian like again i haven't got super far not super far at all <laughs> but from what it the, the, there are direct comparisons to jesus christ like mm. that they, they happen like
0: i mean he rides a donkey he
1: literally rides a donkey like that's the thing <laughs> like he comes into um a city To do to do his pastoral work, and the thing is that like at the time all he can afford is to be riding on a donkey, which obviously would have been, you know, the ideal is you come in on your like war charger and then it's like your like nag and then it's like you're like like your mule or something, but uh, but like riding on a donkey is the humblest of the humble, which is hence the ideal.
2: Jesus. Jesus. Oh my God, he's Jesus. Well,
1: that's the thing. It's like he comes into the city on a donkey and like the mayor and whoever is watching like like the mayor is looking at him like what the fuck are you doing like you're a bishop like what like why are you riding on a donkey because there's this whole bit where he gets like three thousand francs basically travel expenses (laughs) um but he spends it on like maternity centers and like orphans and and, and
0: this town as well like he's gone out of his way to get to oh, this yeah, town like yeah, yeah, yeah. this town couldn't afford to come to mm. his sermons and so he went sermons i don't know if that's the right word but i'll yeah. use it here you know what i mean mm. he they got they can't they're um not educated yes. enough they cannot afford to come down the mountains and so he goes to all of these little towns mm. in the mountains and like gives these things for free and is mm. like mm. you know mm. you want to Religion, you want to learn these things, but you
1: can't, and so I'm going to bring them to you on my donkey. And loads of the citizens, like of this city, like laugh at him openly, laugh at him because he's riding on a donkey, and um, and he sa- and he says, gentlemen, I know what has outraged you. You find it arrogant in a simple priest that he should come mounted like Jesus Christ. <laughs> literally, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like he says, "Let me assure you that I do it from necessity, not from vanity." Oh my like he's god! Like he is the purest, and like you know what you're saying about the sermon, the Sermon on the Mount. Mm-hmm. Like there's in chapter three, there's this whole like pretty much the whole chapter is him going to these tiny little these tiny little villages where he. Which are inaccessible, and what he he basically makes up his own parables, but <laughs> Ooh, no, but see. like he, literally inventing parables when no example came to hand. Like mm. he literally makes up his, own, and but instead of making them this vague metaphor that like put pro- these probably uneducated people will have to sort of sit and try and interpret, he literally says he makes it about in situations that they will have lived Mm. it's all things like your neighbors what they're doing is this and it's like examples like it's literally if people are obsessed with money then it's oh yes in this in this village they're doing this that and the other and it's there's one which there is one which is literally in districts much given to litigation where farmers wasted their their substance on official documents it's literally if you are too obsessed with the law this is a problem like there's literally one (laughs) different example for like the main themes of the thing one is like in a village where there is no schoolmaster and he goes on and it's like it's the ignorance it's too much emphasis on the law it's like like screwing over the poorest people and it's like yeah
0: i just want to mention now like you can't see this but grace is sitting as if with a bible in their lap (laughs) Preaching about, preaching about Jesus, and it's such a, like, uh, Christian Bible camp kind of aesthetic, right? I'm wearing, In your
1: sweater! I'm wearing, like, this, like, little woolen jumper that's, like, loads of different colours, and it's really Badly done, and I love (laughs) it.
2: Wow. So he goes from town to town, like, reading them for everything
1: they're worth. Yeah. Yeah. Like, literally. But, like, he's like, oh, like, these parables won't be super relatable to these people. I'm Mm going to make sure that they understand, like... And it's not even, like, it's not directly the teachings of Jesus sort of thing. Mm -hmm. It's like being a good human being. But beyond being a good, like, a decent human being it's being giving being humble being understanding like when you see people in a more unfortunate circumstance than you you need to step you need to take losses so that they can take gains which is super cool it just
0: sounds like Victor Hugo being like hey at Victor Hugo please
1: (laughs) there's there's the um there's um if a, uh buh, 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 where is it? Um, uh, take the take the people of Briancourt. They allow the needy, the the widows and orphans, to cut their hay three days earlier than the rest. And the idea is that these widows and orphans, who have very little money, they can cut their hay first, so that they can sell their hay first, get the maximum profit, like from having market the market monopoly on hay, as it <laughs> were. But it's it's literally like if you are in a privileged position you need to step back so that people like in an oppressed position can come forward and like you will take losses so that they can take gains but that's equality which is rad like which is rad it's super cool yeah,
2: i came across like over and over how like significant it is that he has a love for the poor and the destitute mm. they're like mm. this is so not the usual and mm. it's well, also from what I'm learning now, like, mm. that is what he is, is caring of people.
0: Mm. And I think if you watch the film as well, when you when you see where he lives, if you didn't know what he was, you wouldn't realise he was a bishop. Like, even mm. though, even mm. in that scene where Valjean um, is walking through that sort of ornate place with the, uh, the blue walls and the golded mm. arch, mm. Mm. Um, and he has, like, it's some it's candlesticks... Sort of like... You Humbly you can see it's kind like, yeah, yeah, and like it's not that big and he's sleeping he's sleeping in a bed so close to Jean Valjean's the like guest that they can like see each other through a mm. doorway or something. Mm, mm. Um I think you can really see
1: even then how mm.
0: little he's saying.
1: So you don't have to read the
0: brick to know that he's mm.
1: just Yeah, but you wouldn't necessarily realize how much he's done. Yeah. yeah, you wouldn't think about
0: that. Even though they seem so far removed, like Um, this French bishop guy who was a Catholic at one point who went into the mountains on a donkey. These kind of courtesies, if you're not learning them in 2017, Mm. then you have no excuse because Victor Hugo, who was, to all records, an arsehole, was putting this into his novel and Mm. he was a cis, white, straight man. As and also
1: like categorically
0: an asshole and as categorically well, <yes>. an asshole and he knew to step back or at least to make mm. his characters his sympathetic characters mm. you're supposed to like bishop muriel um he is glorified and he teaches the main character mm. so he's not supposed to be a villain or someone to be Ridiculous. vilified ridiculed um and so just learned from that like take a couple of minutes in your life and uh, like even me
1: it's literally what would jean valjean do (laughs)
0: what would jean valjean do what would jean valjean do like i spend so much of my life like Mm. analyzing my behavior and being like how could i have done this better like Mm. grace called me out for last week uh what could i have done better what would be the kindest way to go about this um even if that means spending a lot of time self-criticising, it means that you might be helping someone who has not had this kind of help before. So just think about these things. Um, I think
1: as, like, people who try to call ourselves progressive, the only thing that you can do is try at all times to learn. Mm. Like, like for me, it's it's always, it's like, this thing, instead of being, like, I'm unaware of that, so it's wrong, it's always, I'm unaware of that, tell me more about it, like, in uh, again, in the case of, say, with this whole podcast, if we have said something that's incorrect, that's offensive, that's, like, anything that encourages or, like, supports anything which has, like, an oppressive stance, I would like to learn that so I can try to unlearn that in myself.
0: Mm. Uh, And so that common phrase, I think it's an avenue cue, everyone's a little bit racist, does not stop there. You Mm. can't say Mm. to yourself, well, everyone's a little bit racist. So it doesn't matter. It's not, so it doesn't matter. It's, Mm. so I need to try better, and I need to Mm. try harder, Mm. and I need to try again, and Mm. everyone's a little bit racist, yes, Yes, everyone is a little bit racist, mm. so then like, what are you going to do about it? Yeah. How are you going to mm. keep progressing? Because racism doesn't stop at, I'm not racist. It mm. doesn't mm. stop at being like, I don't call someone the N-word, mm. or I don't call someone, I don't yellow face. Mm. I don't, like, harass
1: Muslims in the street. Like, like it's institutional. Like, yeah. you are racist. Yeah. Like, you are taught from birth to be racist, and, like, it's your responsibility to unlearn that in yourself. mm that was a big depression. What would guilty. Muriel
0: do? Yeah.
1: yeah. For real, though, what would Bishop Muriel do? Mm.
0: I guess... If, but I but I think Bishop Muriel is, like, way too hard to replicate, which is why yeah. I think Victor Hugo yeah. made Jean Valjean, because he is mm. someone that you can relate to at the beginning, especially if you're someone from a lower economic background or if you haven't had a certain mm. education or if your skills don't lie in learning They mm. or, like, learning... Uh, from As, books yeah. um, But he is Incredibly clever He um, figures out how to Reduce cost without Trying, he w- he wasn't thinking of profits And loss, mm. he was thinking Well, I made it like This and now I can make more Of it like this and now people can have more Money for themselves rather than going back Into production, so his example Of being a good man Is a lot easier to follow than Bishop Muriel who mm. seems by all accounts, just a good human,
1: there seems to be a lot of emphasis on names, like the names you are you choose, the names you are given, and like the fact that Muriel becomes monseigneur um monseigneur bienvenu, which is like like Monseigneur comes from monsieur monseigneur is like like princes cardinals bishops archbishops like it's mm. a big boy serious so, like
0: my summer and sun in japanese in case anyone in <laughs> yeah. japanese yeah. yeah
1: yeah and what they say is like that the idea is that the bienvenue which means welcome like the people give him that name it's not something he takes himself mm. um and he says he laughs and says that welcome cancels out monseigneur which is inaccessible and like the the whole the point that i was going to there is there's a lot of parallels between muriel and jean valjean Mm. and like how his behavior is echoed in jean valjean who is a real human being and there's a lot about there's in you know the bit that we said was kind of sermon on the hill-esque they explicitly say that that region is blessed by god In the past one hundred years, they have not had a single murder. It like it explicitly links people become criminals because they don't have the opportunities to not be
0: Mm.
1: like situations create criminals.
0: Did you see the thing recently? um, People who don't pay their student debt in America get their driving licenses taken away, which is literally that is
1: literally create that like you can't work, yeah, so you can't. If you if you don't have your driving license, you can't work.
0: Especially in America, you can't get anywhere without a driving America license. Big. Yeah. Like. So it's oh you can't afford to pay off this debt. Well now you can't drive, so now you can't, can't get work. a lot of jobs, yeah. and you have to pay for a bus fare, mm. which you know probably. Which you can't like which,
1: do if you can't work. Yeah. <laughs> like, and.
0: So now you have to mm. stay in your area where you there's probably no jobs. Oh look, now there's a criminal on the streets. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Either because you're driving without a licence or because you have to find alternative ways to make money. There's a big emphasis in this text on the fact that the society creates its own devils, as it were. Jean Valjean is a criminal because of the situation that makes him a criminal.
0: Mm. And, And you see him before he... Steals the bread, and he is a very decent human being. He's mm. he's been in a terrible situation, and he has had to become a criminal. Not just oh, I stole this loaf of bread for my seven children, my sister's seven children, but mm.
1: Mm. and like in the, um, you know, we were talking about the that he like gives away most of his money. There is a specific stipend, 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 stipend? stipend for like two of the things that his 15 grand's worth of francs go towards is 500 francs go for the relief and deliverance of prisoners 400 francs go for the improvement of prisons 1000 francs go for the release of fathers of families imprisoned for debt so system is corrupt yeah literally Mm. it's it's all you know society makes makes its own criminals
0: and a lot on money makes criminals as yeah yeah but, like, so so
1: I don't
2: know if me focusing on this, just, like, the general state, because as, like, an afterthought, when I was like, I should have looked into this, I was like, mm-hmm. Christianity in 1815? it was like, 1815, it was all going down.
0: Yeah.
2: It's so much turmoil, so much change. It's all happening. And I was like, oops, <laughs> this would have been really good. Apparently, apparently it's, like, quite usual to see Muriel as having... That Hugo wrote him, sort of, not like a caricature of, but that he drew heavily from the life of
1: Monseigneur, oh, um, Monseigneur. Yeah, Monseigneur.
2: de Miollis, who was a bishop
0: of... Oh, Dean Dine. It's the same place he's bishop yeah. of.
2: Okay, so it's literally... Okay, so it's very well known that he's drawn heavily from a existing bishop from 1806 to 1843, but that this particular source was linking him to another bishop from Lancelot's Velletion? But that Hugo had the advantage of writing after the revolution. So one finds in Monsignor Muriel what one cannot expect in an earlier bishop, uh, which is the spirit of Christian charity reinforced in striking fashion by that of protest against social social abuses. which gives Hugo's hero a symbolic significance. Mm. So he's writing after revolution, which I guess makes him even more important that Mm. what he stands for is what was
1: really needed at the time. It adds quite a lot of a depth to his character because if you think, like, revolution seriously altered his life.
0: Mm.
1: So for him to be a revolutionary character at the same time, I think is quite an interesting complicity. I don't Mm. think that's a word, but I'm going to use it like it is.
0: But, like, uh, if you're a writer of New Theatre in 2017, the buzzword to use is it talks about how life is in Trump's America. Writers are heavily influenced by heavy politics obviously they are even if you try and avoid it and so all of the stuff right now is going to be about trump's america even even vaguely Mm. so Mm. it's
1: yeah it's no wonder (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. yeah no i just think it, it makes like like him being a revolutionary character whilst like his tragic backstory is that like the revolution hecked him over but for him to still be Someone taking a revolutionary Mm -hmm. stance, I think, is pretty heckin' cool.
2: Yeah, and apparently it's almost a revelation to see so much commiseration for the poor and the weak in the 17th century, uh, which is an age in which service of social pity is often supposed to have been practically unknown. Mm. So I guess that's kind of saying that, like, yeah, even at this time, is even more revolutionary, because even though there was all Mm. this upheaval and things were meant to be getting better, apparently it wasn't even meant to be that known Mm. that things were bad. Like, you wouldn't even think
1: to Mm.
0: care about the poor. So was 17th century in reference to...
2: I don't know, I just wrote it, and now I'm like, that was
0: probably about the earlier one. Yeah. And why the earlier one was also revolutionary. Mm. But I think it's probably pretty apt.
1: Changed a lot as a human being. I really enjoy things that are just very plainly like, like plainly said how they are, and like it's good. It's good stuff.
0: I was gonna say because I was like, you enjoyed reading Wheel of Time, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and yeah. I could not handle it yeah. after the fourth yeah. book. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I don't think, I don't think it matters how mm. much you can read or what kind of stuff you can read. I think it mm. is quite oh, accessible. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. And I honestly thought
2: the brick was brickier than this brick. <laughs> you guys... uh I don't know if I'm allowed to use the word pussies. Have you read The Count of Monte Cristo* yet? Never the mind. book of my life and soul? It laughs at your brick! <laughs> Excuse me. This is not like, a Bible... Let me feel it. Not. Let me feel your pages. That's not Bible paper. No, That's I'm not sorry. Bible do paper. Not f- do not fight me
1: until you have read The Wheel of Time. Like I don't know what that is. Fight me. So it's like this it's, one. It's like it's 14 books and I don't like, think I could
2: that's like, a series it. we're talking about a yeah book. no it's not
1: a single yeah but it's 14 books and I swear not doesn't one count. of them is below 1,000 pages
0: doesn't count we're talking about <laughs> one self-contained... book yeah, yeah 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 I really but... want to read um, War and Peace
1: I don't <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I think on that note We'll end it there. (laughs) Um, And this is not a War and Peace podcast. (laughs) Or not a, um, sadly, not a Counter Monte Cristo podcast.
1: I thought you were coming for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not going, going for to me you. Like, yeah, if I'm like like trying to like slap someone down, it would be Nemo. Yeah. <laughs> like, we'll have more to
2: say on how kind he is
0: this time next
1: week. <laughs> <Yeah>. Tune
0: in. <laughs> Tune in next fortnight where we also talk about Bishop Muriel, as does Vito
1: Hugo. Hashtag join the kindness revolution. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Do people though. skip this this boy out? Yeah. He seems so nice. How boring is he written? He no, isn't, he's though. so like, funny.
0: I mean, next <laughs> week he so does something funny. amazing. He, like, slow claps his way out Ooh, of a situation. It's so funny. It's beautiful.
1: Okay, well, I'm excited for that. I, genuinely, like, I came into reading this being, like, I'm going to be just bashing my head against <laughs> inaccessible, weird language that's yeah. not, like, the context isn't my context. Mm. Like, I... Genuinely, I started enjoying it, like, straight Mm. away. Like, it is actually funny.
0: There are a couple of words that you can skip over that are just long and it doesn't make Mm. a difference. Like, he is genuinely a funny guy. So, for our next episode, Grace is going to be reading the next three chapters. If you were at all interested in reading along, you can read those three as well, bringing us up to uh, six. Simple Simple math. math. I can do it. Um... (laughs) If you don't want to do that, that's perfectly fine as well. Like with this episode, we kind of discussed what happened and got all the funny bits out so you don't have to read it. You can just listen along. Um, again, if you had any problems, let us know. Um, podcast at gmail.com. L-E-S-M-I-S Podcast at gmail.com. Or you can tweet at us at LesMisPodcast. Our Tumblr is
1: breadandbarricades.tumblr.com. Also, please, like... Discuss with us at us, not just yeah. for objections. Please discuss with <laughs> us if you have anything interesting to say. If you have any sources, yeah, share please. Yeah, fight Stevie on. <laughs> fight <me. laughs>
0: like, I'm gonna I'm gonna be behind the Twitter, but if you have anything at Grace or Stevie, then you mm-hmm. can either it like say it there or you can say it through email or whatever, um, and I will pass good. it on. You can also download the theme tune of our podcast from Jade's website, which is wasabi-playground.com. Um, so that's wasabi spelt W A S A B I hyphen playground P L A Y G R O U N D. Dot <laughs> um, It's really great music. We're so thankful for it.
1: Um, the development of it has been so rad. Yeah, like, we were so like, cool. hey,
0: I really like this poppy thing and mm. I really like Les Mis. Please mash them together. <laughs> Make this cool. Yeah. Like, um, you can also find Jade on Twitter and on her website, um, which you can find everywhere because I basically just retweet Jade. Um, <laughs> uh, this episode was produced by me, Nemo Martin, and Julian Yap who is also doing our transcription, transcriptions. Um, if you would like to volunteer some time to help um, Julian with that, you can uh, at me, you can send us an email. Um, if you would like any other, if you have any other access requirements, again, let us know. Um, and thank you for listening. Um, we really appreciate it. If, if you know someone who likes Les Mis, or if you know someone who doesn't know anything about Les Mis, Me. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If like you know Stevie. a Stevie in your yeah. life who needs the word of Victor Hugo, then please The, the word of Bishop
1: Muriel. The word of Bishop yeah.
0: Muriel. Forget Victor Hugo. Okay. Our new lord
1: and King. <laughs> Yeah, legit. I am just laughing because, you know, like, what would your version do? Oh no, that's the intro. Um, it would be... What would Charles Francois Bienvenue Myriel do? (laughs) Which is just not easy to say. (laughs)
0: That's going to be my new tagline. Yeah. Not quite so punchy.
2: So if you could just get that sound bite and like, if I'm quiet for more than like three minutes, just to put it in. <laughs> I can't, like, I can do that.
0: Because <laughs> the way I edit, it won't sound like a ramble. I was actually listening to a Sarah and I was like, oh my god. It's a discussion. <laughs> <laughs> if you donate £1,000 to us, you will get the raw footage of episodes one and two. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he was
0: he was one seventy eight. That's pretty what tall. Is that? I don't know what
1: that is in that's, real that's no. language.
0: One meter seventy eight centimeters. No, no, no. But yeah, what yeah, is but that, in that in proper
1: height language?
0: Um, How many hands? <laughs> <have
2: you? laughs> he's not a horse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to speak a language that you understand. <laughs> um, oh, God. He is 70 seven
0: He's seven. That Swamp. can't be right. <laughs> <That's not> right. <laughs> You've gone seven. five foot ten. Which at the time extended. would have been quite tall. Yeah, I think that's He's taller like, than me. I think that's like 17. I hands. mean, I don't <laughs> think
2: that you are the yeah, bar of tallest. You are not like. No, but
0: good. in the 19th century, I was yeah. like. Because uh, yeah, you're male like size. average height now. Yeah. And like, I think average male height was, then was my height, little. which is 5'6.
1: Yeah, you're so small. Shut up, you're not that
0: much tall. Yeah, no. Grace is 73 hands tall. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. two hands tall. Yeah. <laughs>